ABC Listen. Podcasts, radio, news, music and more. Time to talk sport with Warwick Hadfield. Hi, Warwick. Hi, Patricia. In football, Wellington and the Central Coast both failed to score in the top of the table A-League men's game last night. Yeah, much ado about nothing, nothing in the end, Patricia, despite being played in front of a record crowd, which was part of New Zealand's Waitangi Day celebrations, both sides. Eventually, uh, they had a few opportunities, but eventually they're just happy with a point each to retain their top two places on the A-League ladder. Uh, Phoenix first on 30 points, the Mariners second on 28. There's other A-League news around too. Officials continue to defend the mass sacking of staff, more than half of those employed by the Australian Professional Leagues are 40 people. Most of those were uh, part of an in-house media arm called Keep Up, set up three years ago that uh, was deemed to be surplus to requirements and officials now claim... Well, the A-League is not a media organisation, but a sporting one. It won that in the case of the men's games develops players for the future, theirs, if they get a good contract in Europe and Australia's. And in the case of the Women's League, also does that while attracting the best players from the region. Those are fine words, but I guess not a lot of consolation for the dedicated folk now looking for work, Patricia. Mm, That's right. In rugby league, a big pay rise for Brisbane's brilliant young number six, Ezra Mam. Yeah, good, good uh, job if you can get this one. Because of Nathan Cleary's match-defining efforts in the final quarter of last year's grand final, it's easy to forget Mam's career-defining efforts before that. Three tries in the space of 10 minutes that uh, had Bronco folk thinking they'd, they'd won the game. Now, obviously, a few Brisbane types uh, could see past the Cleary masterclass and they agreed to re-sign Mam until 2029 on a contract that's said to have doubled, even tripled, his previous salary of around uh, 300000 a season. It's understandable the Broncos would want to retain him. They bought him out of Ipswich and into their system at the age of 13. So even before this million-dollar deal, a lot had already been invested in him. And in the Women's League, another local junior, number six, is in the news at the North Queensland Cowboys, Tallulah Tillett, re-signed by the team, along with the English fullback friend Goldthorpe. NRLW teams now wanting to re-sign players as, for as long as possible and as early as possible, a sign of the further maturing of that competition. Cricket, because that's kind of sign of our times, really. Was the West Indies win in the second test at the Gabba another false dawn? Patricia, if you got up early in the Caribbean islands or in the jungles around Barakara in Guyana hoping to watch the uh, second part of the one day from Marnica Oval, you could be forgiven for thinking that because there was no second part. <laughs> Batting first, the West Indies were all out for 86 with 32 of those runs scored by Alex Athenais and Xavier Traz, the next highest score, 12 wides and a no ball. And it was another Xavier, Xavier Bartlett, with another forfer who wreaked the most havoc on the West Indies. So they did a fair bit of wreaking of their own, including, uh, yes, another, yes, no, oh bother, run out. Roston Chase and Matthew Ford blowing each other in public about whose fault it was. I think you could say it was both of their faults. Australia lost two wickets in the run chase. Jake Fraser-McGurk thrashing the hapless West Indian bowlers all over Canberra, 41 from 18 balls. Australia winning the series 3-0. And there's a women's one day today at North Sydney Oval, Australia v South Africa, and uh, should be a bit more competitive, Patricia. In the AFL, changes to the game's laws, rules and regulations ahead (laughs) of the season. Uh, always a solemn moment. This uh, One of the changes, uh, as uh, Patricia, <laughs> solemn and then some, a ban on whistling from the bench. Apparently, 
runners and coaches whistling to players, trying to attract their attention. It's been distracting the umpires. And there's also a new interpretation of the smother tackle following the incident in last year's finals when Melbourne's Matthew, um, Angus Brayshaw was left concussed. The AFL, unhappy as ever with the optics, was peeved when Collingwood's Braden Maynard was uh, granted immunity by the tribunal. So now, if you leave the ground to smother the ball, you must take all reasonable steps to avoid colliding with uh, your opponent. How all this is interpreted, remembering the umpires do have great leeway to do that in this game, will no doubt have the AFL's chattering classes, which is everyone, uh, well, let's say uh, happy or something else <laughs> as they look at what the umpires are doing and uh, talk to their uh, people sitting adjacent to them in the stands. Uh, Patricia, it's always a, a wonderful moment. It's an emotional game, isn't it, Warwick? It is. Yeah, it's, it's the full <laughs> range of emotions. In water polo, the Stingers, the Australian women, have made a powerful start to the World Aquatic Championships. They certainly have, Patricia. First up, they thrashed Singapore 32-1. Uh, in the game two, they stopped New Zealand scoring at all in the final quarter to win 13-6. Uh, seven Stingers scoring goals against their main, main Oceania rival for a place at the Olympics. Alice uh, Williams got two of those, plus a steal, and she was the player of the match. Australia's next opponent is Hungary, which for those who can go far back as 1956, the blood in the water game at the Melbourne Olympics, will know means it's going to be a fiercely competitive game, Patricia. Warwick, speak to you tomorrow. Good on you, Patricia. Warwick Hadfield there with all the sport. Find more great ABC RN stories that take you beyond the headlines on the ABC Listen app.